To sign up for our announcements, send a blank email to radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. That's radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. Thank you for calling the ACB Radio and Information Line brought to you by Xeno Media. 518-906-1820. That's 518-906-1820. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Right. Thank you, Debbie. You're welcome. Good morning, everyone. Um, We are, are, it's a different crew this morning. So we have Debbie streaming and we have Sheila hosting. So thank you, ladies, for being here with me and making sure everything runs smoothly. If only you could just like shake my brain a little this morning to make sure it's not feeling so foggy. That would be great. Um, all right. Let me turn my speech off actually. So I don't hear people coming in, but I'm glad that you're here and I appreciate you spending some of your Monday with me, especially if you're off today and this is how you're spending some of your time. That means a lot. <clears throat> I apologize. My cough is back um, for some reason. So I have my water right here ready to go. And my phone is turned off, so and I've already spoken to my dad in England, so um, he shouldn't be calling. <laughs> but um, anyway, what would it be without a call from England from my dad, right? It's just a, gosh, I always forget, and I apologize for that. So I'm Haley. If any of you are new to this call, I'm very excited. We're sort of starting, we're in the middle of a series of healthy, essential health and wellness And the first week we covered uh, essential oils that can be used for fitness goals. I apologize for um, having to cancel the last call a couple of weeks ago. We did address some of those things in my last Monday call, which was the healthy for you. We talked about greens and how to get more greens into your diet. And we did talk a little bit about um, some of the products that um, have essential oils in them that can be used to assist with that. But this week we're going to talk about ways to keep your house clean no it doesn't (laughs) um and not just clean in the sense of it's sparkly and shiny and there's not dust but clean in the sense of taking toxins out of the way that we clean our house so um I did have to do a little bit more research than normal and not as far as the recipes go because I live a very clean life um, in my house is when it comes to like what I use for my cleaning. But um, I did want to kind of share with you some statistics that put it into perspective. So let's um, get going on that. I'll share some information with you and then, um, and then we'll open it up for questions. And then after the questions, I'll actually share some recipes and um, tell you a little bit about what um, <clears throat> what essential oil products I use besides those recipes, because I do want to acknowledge and realize that not everyone is the type of person who would want to make their things, um, their cleaning products from scratch. So if that's not you, never fear. Um, there are some pre-made um, cleaning items that you can purchase and use without having to worry about all the the measuring and that type of thing. But um, so we'll, we'll get started and then I'll share some recipes and um, we'll just see how it goes. Okay. So um, there is a, a, a company or an organization, it, 
that's called um, environmental, see now I'm stuck, environmental work group. And they do a lot of research on um, what toxins are in the products that we use on a daily basis. And they investigated 2,000 cleaning products that are on the U.S. market. And a large majority of them have been linked to serious health conditions. Um, So, for example, there's a lot of cleaning products that we use on a regular basis that the fumes alone can um, induce asthma in in people who are ordinarily you know healthy people who aren't don't have a diagnosis of asthma so that being said if you're a person who already is diagnosed with asthma and you're using these cleaning products with the fumes and the toxins coming off of them you know you're kind of setting yourself up for a, a nasty asthma attack um, when inhaling them so <clears throat> um let's talk a little bit about what those ingredients are. So what happens is a lot of times the ingredients that are in the cleaning products, they evaporate easily into the air. And um, some actually react with, react with other components that are already in the air, which then put off those volatile um, chemicals that we're, we're inhaling. And they produce new um, chemicals, just the combination of the, the compounds that are in the cleaning product and the compounds and chemical or compounds that are in the air can produce that volatile combination um, and have then you know cause a reaction within your body. <clears throat> so one of those things that we inhale when those two compounds you know mix is a is a compound or a chemical called oxane. And um, it's been showed that long time exposure to oxane Oxane. I feel like I'm saying it wrong now, but oxane during childhood can actually lead to um, permanent lung damage. So if you are someone out there who, you know, has little ones in your house, whether it's your kids or your grandkids, or think about our dogs too. I mean, I'm sure it's not good for our animals to be um, breathing in all of that stuff. So when I talk about children, I mean, I count I count my four legged. <laughs> four-legged friends in, in that category because they certainly don't have, um, they don't metabolize or um, process things in their bodies and their lungs the way that we do. So if little ones are having that reaction, imagine what it's doing to our dogs and our cats. Um, <coughs> excuse me, there we go. So childhood asthma in itself is, is up. The numbers are up. It affects one in 10 children in the United States right now. And that's a 9.2% of the U.S. population um, actually has um, been diagnosed with asthma. Those numbers are really up. Um, This is for children under the age of 18. In 1980, the numbers for childhood asthma was 3.6. And in 1996, it went up to 7.5. And now in 2021, the numbers are 9.2. 9.2 or 9.3, I can't remember. But um, so it's going up. And part of the reason for that is because um, companies are finding new ways to put toxins and chemicals, products, whatever you want to call it, into the the items that we use to increase their shelf life. Um, You know, they're finding cheaper ways, synthetic ways um, to, you know, it gets, it serves the purpose. It gets the cleaning done. Um, it may even be more, it may be faster in how it gets the cleaning done. 
um, break, breaks down like whatever the odors are or the stains are, it might be effective in what it's doing, but because of the synthetics that they're adding to our cleaning products, um, we're seeing a rise in, in these numbers, these cases of, of asthma. So, you know, I didn't have asthma as a child. Um, I never had any breathing issues at all. And I was diagnosed with asthma several years ago. And um, my asthma attacks can be pretty gnarly when I have them. And the doctor said, you know, it, the numbers of cases, even in adult diagnosed asthma um, patients has really gone up. And it used to be not a very common thing, but, but here I am. So I'm very, very cautious in, in what I use. I did not use clean cleaning products for a long time, not until I discovered essential oils. And um, what, what's great about essential oils, not only are they clean, so you're not getting these toxins and fumes and all the reactions that I'm going to talk about, but your house smells amazing. And I actually, it motivates me to get my cleaning done because let's, let's look at the two options, right? I can stick some bleach in my toilet to get the stains out and the, you know, clean it, or I can put some baking soda and some lemon essential oil or some eucalyptus essential oil. I can put those in my toilet and give it a little scrub, let it sit for a bit. And now my bathroom smells lovely and it's doing the same thing, but without the yucky smell of bleach, like I can't stand the smell of bleach. Like, and I go to a restaurant and I know they've cleaned the table with it. <clears throat> um, and also, you know, I'm not getting those harsh benefits or those harsh, not benefits. That's for sure. The harsh reactions um, from what's in the bleach. Okay. <clears throat> um, another thing that common cleaning ingredients can be laced with are um, it's called a dioxane is one of them that we want to be really cautious of and also formaldehyde. And a lot of you might be familiar with formaldehyde. Um, if an, and the thing is the regulation of what companies have to put on their labels is really deceitful. And so even if it doesn't say specifically formaldehyde on the cleaning or the ingredients in the product, there's a lot of things that companies do that they put two chemicals together that they can list on the bottle. And those two chemicals together actually um, release the formaldehyde when they're combined. So they sneak the formaldehyde sort of in there without having to write it on the bottle, but just by simply combining two different components that will then um, have that same impact that the formaldehyde you know, would have. And they them in there because they kill bacteria, um, you know, but they also put them in there because they are types of preservatives, which like, again, like I said, it increases the shelf life of a product. So, um, so pine salt um, is one of the worst. And I used to love the smell of that. So um, that's one of the things I saw listed that um, is high in those, that dioxane and that formaldehyde. Um, contents. And we'll talk a little bit about, like I said, we talked about fumes, what fumes can do to our lungs and our um, respiratory tract and that type of thing. But we'll go into some other things that these toxins in our cleaning products can cause. So children who were born to women who had cleaning jobs while they were pregnant um, show um, an elevated um, increase of birth defects. So that, that says a lot. Um, there's a, a study done in 2010 by the New York Department of um, Health. And on the document that I'm sort of 
following today. Um, I have all this listed and I have some resources at the bottom of links that you can go to. I don't know if you guys are familiar with, um, oh my gosh, now I got to think what it's called. I'm going to have to wait till I get to the bottom. But there's an app that you can load onto your phone, Dirty, mm, I'll tell you in a sec, okay? So bear with me, I won't forget. But it's an app that you can load onto your phone and then you can take a cleaning product and you can scan the barcode with that, um, with your phone and it will rate how clean the product is for you. So like one is really good. And most of the products are like sevens or eights or higher. So um, the products that I use, like I said, I either make my own DIY products or I use the pre-made on-guard products from, um, from doTERRA, which is the essential oil company that I use. And their cleaning products rate a one, which, you know, you can't really get much better than that. So, um, but we'll talk more about what that app is as I get further down here and, and it jogs my, my memory. <laughs> I can't remember and I should know because it's on my phone, but because I very seldom need to use it anymore um, because I already have the products that I love and like, I don't, I don't use it that much anymore. So the other um, chemicals that can be found in a lot of the products are borax and boric acid. A lot of times they're found in um, laundry detergents. So just um, be careful of that. It's shown to um, really affect reproductive health. The borax and boric acid products um, are really shown to affect reproductive health. And in men who worked in factories where these types of products were manufactured, um, they had a decreased sperm count and a decreased libido. And again, for women using them, it it, um, impacted their fertility, the increase of birth defects in their children, that infected the central nervous system development of the child and those types of things. And I'm going to be pretty, pretty general about it probably today. And like I said, you can reach out for the document and look at the websites that I've sort of been researching from and find more information. But I did want you to be aware of just the impact that these chemicals can have on our bodies. Um, the reason that it causes um, like low birth weights and central nervous system disorders and stuff in, in fetus is because it actually, they're so strong, they can cross the placenta in utero and um, affect the infant that way or the fetus that way. Okay, <clears throat> let me take a sip of water real quick, my friends. Now, maybe I won't be coughing. Ooh, water does the body good. <laughs> Not milk does the body good. Water does the body good. Um, some of the other reactions that we can have from these chemicals and toxins that are in our cleaning products are burns, actual burns to our skin or just skin irritation. And, um, you know, I don't know if any of you have ever experienced any of that. Um, but if you already have allergies, certainly using these products that, you know, have the allergens in them is not, you know, is, is not, it's not doing yourself a favor. Um, and a lot of research has been done by government agencies to see, you know, how these compounds, um, some of them are, a lot of them actually are carcinogenic, which means is that they've been shown to contribute to cancer later on. The government agencies have done a lot of research on that, but not so much um, on actually how these chemicals affect the central nervous system and hormones and the other the other things. They've mostly done a lot of um, 
done a lot of been really careful about making sure that packages are child safe, you know, that the the they can't be opened by children and that type of thing. But a lot more research needs to be done into um, the effects on other parts of the body besides the cancer causing aspects of the chemicals. So, um, gosh, okay. So I'm going to tell you real quick. So the places that I got the information from again, were the EWG, which is environmentalworkgroup.com. And then the app is called, bear with me. Um, think dirty is what the app is called. So I'm going to go back up here real quick because I don't know how I did it. Um, I think my brain is um, maybe foggy or maybe like my my words are coming out faster than my brain or my fingers can keep up with. But um, hold on, bear with me, my friends, because I read all about asthma, which is important and how I see it impacting me. But, um, you know, carcinogens are a huge part of this. Um, this situation and what we're talking about today. And for some reason, it just, boop, I don't even know where that went <laughs> in my documents. <laughs> so um, if I come across it, we'll, we'll go back to it. But um, let's see, bear with me, take a sip of your coffee, my friends. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, don't ask for this document because apparently something went awry. Um, it's Monday and my kids are home. And um, okay, well, when I when I have a chance, I'll go back to it and we'll look. But that was one of the really actually one of the primary reasons I wanted to do this call is um, the asthma affects me. Yes. But, you know, the bigger concern for so many of us is the cancer causing properties that are in these products. So just be careful, be aware of what they are. The, the UWG, the EWG website lists what all the chemicals are and how they can be renamed to appear safer on products when, um, you know, they're really not, it's just a kind of a deceitful way of labeling, but some of the things to be really cautious of, or some of the, the, biggest culprits of containing these chemicals are things like dryer sheets or fabric softeners. Um, makes your clothes smell lovely. Certainly takes out that static that's a pain when we're you know, taking our clothes out of the dryer and folding them. But um, a lot of the products that we talked about up above um, are actually in dryer sheets. So the alternative to that would be to using um, like a, a wool, a natural wool dryer ball, which are easy enough to get. And I'll put a link in this document. Um, so that's what I do. I just take a dryer ball and I put a couple of drops of my favorite essential oil. A lot of times that might just be lavender, but sometimes it's Purify, which is one of my favorites. Just putting a couple drops on and putting it in with your clothes when they're drying. It's not only going to make them smell nice, but it will keep that static cling um, away. Um, let's see, air fresheners are another big culprit of containing these products. And again, they do make your house smell lovely, but they have things in them that are going to hurt you in the long run, cause um, upper uh, respiratory tract infections and uh, impact your breathing. And, um, the solid ones I found were, um, even worse than like the sprays. So if you know what I'm talking about, um, like the glad 
you know, that you stick in your bathroom on your shelf. So it smells nice in there. Those types of things that are solid, they're like, like a, it's like they were put in a jello mold and they feel that way. Or even the ones that you plug into your wall and they, you know, the scent, my mom's so very guilty of that. Like, even though she uses essential oils, she hasn't quite been able to give up (laughs) those things that just spray all day long. Um, and I used to be a big candle junkie because I just, you know, I even when I couldn't see the flame to get the ambiance anymore, I loved the smell that candles would put out into my house. So I have a shelf in my bathroom upstairs that's probably full of, it's probably got 30, and I'm not exaggerating, it probably has 30 candles in my closet. And I, I don't know why they're still there because I don't use them. I don't really, I love my friends enough to not gift them candles that, you know, might be putting toxins out into their air. I just can't bring myself to get rid of them because I paid for them. (laughs) So they're not really doing much use sitting there, but still that's, that's my own, that's my issue to deal with today. Um, So, you know, we'll, I'll share some recipes moving down the line here um, for some natural air fresheners that you can make. Um, Personal care products are another big culprit. They have, um, parabens and phthalates and stuff like that in them, but we'll do a specific call on clean beauty moving forward. So we won't go too much into that today, but the cleaner your products can be that you're actually applying to your skin because our skin has pretty big pores. So it soaks into our skin and impacts our organs and things like that when we're using um, beauty products and personal care products. Um, We'll talk about like mercury and different things that they put in deodorants to, um, you know, they work, but what are they putting into your body when you're using them and what are some alternatives? So we'll go into that in a future call. Uh, laundry detergent, huge culprit of these, of these chemicals, um, all purpose cleaners, dish soaps, and like bathroom cleaning supplies. So pretty much anywhere in your house that you're using products to keep it clean and keep the germs away. Um, they're more than likely if they're not um, certified a clean product, um, then they're going to have these nasty toxins and chemicals in them. So um, I'm going to open it up for questions, Sheila, if you want to raise your hand, guys. And if you don't know how, Sheila, maybe you could cover that. And we'll just sort of open it up for questions. Although I think like the funnest part of the call is coming because that's the recipes and showing you really how easy it is to make your own with just really, I'm going to tell you about three ingredients, not counting the essential oils, but three ingredients that if you had in your house, you could make pretty much any cleaning item. So, okay. Would you like me to tell people how to yeah, raise their hands? That'd if be great. Thank you. PC. Alt-Y will raise your hand. Alt-A will mute and unmute you. If you're on a Mac, Option-Y will raise your hand. Command-Shift-A will mute and unmute you. If you're on the app, it is under more options to raise hand and the on the bottom right. And on the bottom left is mute and unmute. And on a landline, it's star nine to raise your hand. And star six to mute and unmute. So, Lynn Coral, go ahead. Hello, Miss Lynn. How are you? Uh, I'm okay. Um, okay, it's it's first of all, it's the Environmental Working Group. So oh, I what did I say? To, work? Yep. So, okay. I wanted to say Thank EWG. Yeah, no, Environmental Working Group. Uh, the other Thank thing you. is I use seventh generation products all over, you know, for laundry, for um, 
you know, soap, you know, for hand soap in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, even, and you can get hyperallergenic soaps too, um, you know, bar soap too. But, what is it called um, Seventh Generation? Seventh Generation. I heard okay. about it from my husband's daughter-in-law years ago. And so okay. I use, I only use seventh generation laundry soap um, and it's probably biodegradable as well. And you didn't talk mm-hmm. about that, but biodegradable is also very important to the environment. Right. Yeah. I will talk a little bit about that as I go yeah. down and share what products, you know, that I use. And, so, but thank you for clearing up that name too. I appreciate yeah. that. And, you know, as I said, I, I use a lot of these products myself. So, you know, um, especially seventh generation. Can you get seventh generation dish, dishwashing soap and all that kind of stuff? So, you know, as much of that kind of stuff. Um, also, the other thing I want to tell people about, which you didn't talk about, but one of the, they're not exactly household cleaners, but I learned a long time ago that if you use shampoo, I use uh, some with the tea tree, oil, tea tree oil instead of triethanalamine which is in a lot of uh, hair products. So you should be very careful about that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We And we will, and we'll go into on a separate call, we'll talk about what shampoos contain and what, you know, moisturizers contain and to, even toothpaste and different things are just loaded I, with... I only use with, baking soda. I don't even use yeah. toothpaste because of yeah, all the sorbitol awesome. and stuff, the sorbitol and sugars and stuff. So I don't even use mm-hmm. toothpaste anymore. Thanks awesome. a lot. Okay. Well, good. I'll feel really good coming to your house when that day happens. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sharing. IL, you may unmute. Hello. This is a Hello. great call. Um, I was going to mention seventh generation. Um, my roommate introduced me to them and, um, and I'm very particular about what I use, especially with scents and stuff like that. But one thing that you did not talk about that I learned a lot about and I read up on this was um, in, when when <clears throat> one of the ways that we tend to introduce a lot of toxins into our home, not only through cleaning products, but by wearing our shoes um, indoors. And mm-hmm. I can't like remember we get in our carpets. Ugh. Yes, yes. Yeah. You're not really supposed to wear shoes on carpet and you're not, um, especially shoes that you've worn outside. And some people are like, oh, I have these house shoes. I just come and go mm-hmm. and do my chores with them. And I'm like, you you have to wear shoes inside the house that you never wear outside. Right. Um, if you insist on wearing shoes, but I'm not a shoe mm-hmm. wearer. Yeah, the in, stuff that we bring in from outside, you know, we it's walk incredible. through grass that's got pesticides and all different stuff all on it. And Bring that inside and then we lay on the carpet because it's, you know, we're snuggling with our dogs and they're breathing that in and we're breathing. It's just, yeah, there's so many ways that we, there's, maybe we'll talk about detoxing or something at one point, at some point, but there's so many ways that Our skins are sponges and they're just Mm -hmm. bringing all this stuff in. But I'm looking forward to the beauty episode because, uh, yeah, I need help with some things. So thanks for this. You know what? This just reiterates to me, like why I'm a no shoe kind of gal. Like the minute I walk in the door. The socks and the shoes come off. I'm a barefoot kind of gal. <laughs> Even before my mask comes on, I take off my shoes. So, right. yeah. Well, so, and we'll thanks. share. I'll share, Hiel, some because you know we think we're doing our carpets a favor when we when we shampoo them, right? But even that shampooing um, product that we're putting on our carpets and then sucking it up, it's laced with stuff. So we're going to talk about some different ways, like. If you're just wanting to give your carpet, like freshen it up and give it a clean smell and pull out some of the yucky stuff, I'll share a recipe for a quick like um, way that we can use that too. So thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Deborah Jackson, you may unmute. Hey, Deborah. Okay. Hello. Can you hear me now? 
Yes, we can. How are you? Okay. I'm doing good. Yes, that's what um, I've been wanting to get into, all the natural stuff, but then it's finding the containers to put them in. Because I be right. going, I hate going to the store, and I'm like, dang, this is a waste. Like, big containers, and then thinking about the where they dump it. And um, the dry right. at the new scent, too. I agree on that. And, um, you know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but, um, yeah, that was my main thing. And then the bar <laughs> soap, like, how far do you got to go to use it? Because it, it's like a waste, but just a little bit, but it's too much trouble just to... Uh, uh, what you hand with. Right. And, um, you know, yeah. I mean, so uh, I'll share, Deborah, I'll share some, I'll share some recipes. The beautiful thing about when you make your own is that you can reuse that container, you know, that you made it in over and over and over again. And so that's cu- cutting back on like our landfill, you know, the stuff mm-hmm. we're putting into the landfills. And so that's mm-hmm. the beauty about when you make your own, you know, is that you can, you can reuse those containers over and over. So I'll share some recipes and hopefully some of them will resonate with you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I appreciate with, you being um, here. And then walking, um, taking your shoes off, we can feel the floor and everything. I even do this going over to my family or friend's house. I cannot walk with shoes on in the house. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It's, it's Floor. Yeah, there's a lot of yucky stuff on the Thank bottom you. of our shoes. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Deborah. I appreciate okay. it. Mm-hmm. Becky, all right. You may unmute. Hi. Um. Hi, Haley. How are you? I'm fabulous. How are you? I'm good, thanks. So I good. have a question, not necessarily about cleaning products. I've been using essential oils for years, and I really love them. But I came across um, some very frightening information, and that is that some oils like eucalyptus and some other stuff can really bother your guide dog. I hadn't known that. And um, Girl, let me just share with you. This is a great segue, Becky. So mark your calendars, my fragrant friends, because March 15th, Miss Becky, uh, the essential oil vet, Janet Rourke, she is going to be joining us on our call on a Monday, and she's going to go over all of that stuff. There's been a lot of posts on Facebook recently about animals getting very ill from essential oils, and it's made people nervous. That doesn't mean you can't use essential oils. You can use them, certainly. There's certain ones that cats don't metabolize. There's definitely a dilution consideration, but she's going to come onto our call and you know, she'll, she'll answer questions from any of us, but I did reach out to her to say, Hey, many of us are guide dog users. Can you talk to us about, and we'll open it up and be able to ask questions and she'll tell you where to go to get safety information. And so, yes, it's true that they can be harmful to our animals if used incorrectly, but she will hopefully come on and clear a lot of that up for people. Okay, so I, I used 15th. to diffuse and now I won't because I'm too concerned that I'll bother my dog. And I'm just like, okay, you know, right. and I like, I, I love peppermint. And now, you know, ever since learning that, I'm like, peppermint Ooh. is safe for dogs. Okay. Peppermint is safe for dogs. A lot of the concerns when it comes to animals, and like I said, we'll do a whole call on healthy, you know, it's a health, it's essential health and wellness, but the health and wellness of our animals is important too. So we're going to, that's why we're going to do that call. Um, there are a lot of oils like tea tree is the biggest culprit and a lot yeah. of, um, which is a great cleaning product 
too. <laughs> so, um, but the important thing is that it's it's more concerning when we're applying them topically. And when we're putting them in our diffusers, the main thing is making sure that your animal is not stuck in that room where it's being diffused because our dogs are pretty smart. And if they don't like the smell of something, like a lot of times before I use an oil on my dog, I will cup, I'll put a little drop on my hand and I'll put it close to his nose. And if he doesn't like it, he'll walk away. But if he's like all over it, you know, so I just make sure that if I'm diffusing, that it's not in a room where my animals can't get out if that's what they need to do. So, but we will go into that more. So I'm excited that you asked and I'm excited she's joining us. It's a big treat. She doesn't usually do that. Yeah. Well, my next question before I let you go is how do you, when you're using your oils to clean, how do you make sure that they aren't bothering your canine? Um, So I use my cleaning products a lot with, I will actually, so when I spray something down with some of the recipes that I'm going to share, Um, I then will, you know, take a damp cloth and wipe it down. But a lot of times they're so diluted, even with cleaning that, um, that it's not gonna, you know, I've never had it bother any of my dogs. Like when I put stuff on my carpet and I vacuum it up, um, it's, it's natural stuff, right? It's like baking soda and lemon essential oil. I mean, I'm not going to slather my carpet in tea tree and then know that my dog or, you know, when I'm washing his dog bed. I'll tell you what products that I use because I know he's going to be laying on that bed after it's washed. And I certainly don't want him to have any respiratory problems as a result. So I'll share some of the recipes that I use and I've never had any problems with any of the dogs that I've had. So thank you. I will share. Yeah. Hey, Ms. Sheila, if we have any other questions, um, hold tight if there's any other questions, because I want you guys to be able to answer, but I want to share just a few recipes based on some of the questions that we've already had and then we'll we'll open it back up for some questions once i've shared them does that sound good everyone Mm -hmm. so hold tight you're important to me and you matter and i want to hear your questions and but i also want to share and then you can reach out to me at blindessentials at gmail.com for the document if you have asked for a document and you haven't received it please reach out again. I've been doing my best to make sure I've been getting the documents out to everyone, but um, I am human and sometimes things um, go awry or get messed or I don't do it when I'm thinking about it and then I forget to go back. So um, please don't think that you're not important. Get back to me and I will do that. So the three things that if you had in your house, you could pretty much make up any of these cleaning products is baking soda, right? I buy mine at Costco because I use it a lot for cleaning products, hardly ever for baking, but very often for cleaning products. Um, White vinegar, distilled white vinegar and Castile soap, liquid Castile soap, because you can get Castile soap in a bar, but you want the liquid Castile soap. Um, I use Dr. Bono's um, liquid Castile soap and I get that um, pretty much any of my grocery stores have it. It might be in the health food aisle. Um, if you can't find it in the cleaning aisle, I try to avoid that cleaning aisle. I just go down the cleaning aisle and end up getting a headache when I get to the opposite end of it. So um, a lot of times if my husband wants to go down there and get something, I'm like, well, you go and I'll wait at the end of the aisle for you. I don't even like it. Um, I get migraines really easily. So, so if you had those three products, white vinegar, Castile soap, and baking soda, you could make a whole heck of a lot of products. So the baking soda helps to absorb odors. Um, 
It, um, it works as an abrasive. So it's great for cleaning like your sinks or um, the top of your stove. It won't, it won't scratch it. And so I'll share some, share some recipes that um, have that in. It's great for your tubs and stuff like that too. All right. So let's um, share some actual recipes. So we were talking about bringing stuff into your house on your shoes. And, and maybe we'll even go into that a little bit more about when we do the beauty call about what some of that stuff can do to our skin, right? And um, when we talk about the clean beauty and stuff, maybe we'll talk about our skin a little bit more and how even just laying on the carpet with that stuff in it can um, irritate our skin. But one way that you can, um, one way that you can actually freshen your carpet and get out any of those odors and stuff like that is you can just take baking soda in a bowl, maybe half a cup of baking soda, and you can put in like some lemon essential oil. And I just, I just, I usually put mine in a container that I can shake up and leave in the container and it's ready to go whenever I um, want to use it. And if you just let it sit in there sort of, you know, for four or five hours so that the two can combine and then sprinkle it over your carpet before you go to bed. Um, and if you do have dogs in the house and you're worried about like, Hey, now I have this baking soda and lemon on my carpet. Certainly, you know, you could just put it on your carpet in a room and make sure that room's closed off and, you know, leave it on the carpet for a little while. I like to leave mine overnight. I, when I do that, I make sure that both the dogs come upstairs that night and the door gets closed. Um, and then when I get up in the morning, I just vacuum it up and it just refreshes the carpet. It cleans it. It pulls out any of the stuff that might be in there and it smells really good. I know a lot of people are really sort of opposed to carpet for that reason. A lot of people love hardwood floors because they don't have to worry about all of that dander and chemicals and things that get into the carpet. Um, maybe one day that might be my house. Um, <laughs> I just can't afford to do it right now, but I do love carpet in my bedroom because I love to get out of bed to a carpeted floor and not a cold floor. And, um, cause I'm not a morning person that would start me off on the wrong foot. And, um, and I also love carpet in my living room because I spend a lot of time sitting on my floor with my, with my guide dog or playing games with my kids and that type of thing. So whatever floats your boat, everyone has, um, their preferences. So that's one thing we can do naturally for our carpets. Um, White vinegar contains like antifungal and antibacterial properties that like cut grease and mildew and that type of thing. So it's great to even use like in your coffee maker to clean it out from time to time. Um, for your floors, you know, for wiping down your refrigerator, any bacteria and stuff, any mold or anything that might have grown in there, it's a really great thing to use. Um, you don't want to use white vinegar on marble. It will, it's more, marble is a natural stone. It's very porous. It will mess up the marble. Um, so if you use half water and half vinegar, you can use that to clean out your coffee maker. Just run it through like you normally would. Or if you're using like a traditional coffee pot, not a Keurig, then um, you can just, you know, wipe out that coffee pot with it. And then, you, you know, again, run it through like you would when you put your water in to make your coffee. Um, and I'll share some recipes with for cleaners that have white vinegar in them. So um, the Castile soap that I talked about helps lifter. It helps with stains. It cuts grease, that type of thing. All right, let's get into actual 
Um, the Castile soap, you can just use straight actually on like tough, like if you use a baking sheet, like I love to roast my vegetables and I used to roast them on um, a silpat sheet, but um, I don't anymore. Sometimes I'll use parchment paper, but a lot of times I just put them onto my baking sheet and, you know, they can get burnt on there because you're roasting at a high temperature. So I just take that Castile soap and I just um, put a small amount on the baking sheet or the pan and just scrub it for a few minutes and it gets it out. Um, doesn't, you know, it's not abrasive. It's just a liquid, a, a smooth liquid without bits and stuff in it. Um, so I clean my pans and stuff that way. Used to, I would, if I had a really tough something burned onto a pan, guess what I used to do? <laughs> I used to put a, fill it up with water and put a dryer sheet in it. <laughs> so that right there just tells you what dryer sheets have in them because that's what I used to use if I had a really gnarly burnt on food, you know, pan as I would put water and a dryer sheet and I would let it sit for a couple of hours. Whatever was burnt onto that pan, that dryer sheet would just, it would just pull it out. Um, so that's what I used to do. And now I just use the Castile soap and you can let it sit in there for a little bit if you need to. So let's talk about an all-purpose like cleaner. And some of these are, you know, there's a couple different recipes for all-purpose cleaners, a couple different recipes for toilet bowl cleaners. Um, if you request the document, you just could choose which one works best for you. But so an all-purpose cleaner, you could just do a 16 ounce glass spray bottle. We've talked about on previous calls, the importance of using glass versus plastic, unless it's like a pet plastic that's food safe and um, I often buy mine from Aromatics International. They sell a lot of um, containers. I know Miss Debbie buys from another company that does containers. I can't remember what it's called. I'm sorry, Debbie. <laughs> um, um, but um, anyway, so I prefer glass because the citrus, if you're using citrus oils, which are great cleaning oils because um, they cut through grease really good. They eliminate odors really good and they're super cleansing. So a lot of times you will find um, citrus oils in my cleaning products, but if you use them in a plastic that's not pet safe plastic, it's going to break that plastic down, leaching the chemicals from that plastic bottle into the DIY recipe that you've made because you're trying to be clean, which totally defeats the purpose. So I like to use glass. So 16 ounce glass spray bottle, um, a quarter of a cup of the white vinegar, one and three quarters cup of water. Depends on, um, I often just use tap water. Um, you know, some people prefer to use distilled water, but I actually use Kangen water, which is an alkalized water. And I just set it on the clean setting and that's what I use. So I know I'm not getting a bunch of junk in mine, but if you'd feel safer using distilled water, you know, that's cheap enough at the store in a gallon. Um, I have that anyway for my CPAP machine, right? So um, sometimes I use that. And then 30 drops of your choice of essential oils. And then you just shake it um, and just shake it before each use to, you know, help everything mix. And sometimes I use lavender and lap, lavender, oh, excuse me, lavender and lemon. Sometimes I use like eucalyptus um, with wild orange. Sometimes I'll use wild orange and grapefruit or something that's citrusy. But my go-to is On Guard, which is a beautiful, fragrant blend of um, cinnamon and wild orange and clove and eucalyptus and rosemary. And it's lovely. It smells like that's what's in my diffuser right now, actually. 
is um, is on guard. So it's a beautiful, it smells very fall to me, but I don't mind that smell. And I, I love cleaning. <laughs> I love cleaning my bathroom because that's what I use in there. And it just smells so good and so clean. So about 30 drops, but drops of your, of your choice. And then I just, you know, I put a braille label or something on the front of that, or, you know, maybe my bathroom has two rubber bands around it because bathroom starts with B. And that way, if I find that one and it didn't have a label on it or the label fell off, um, then I know, and I just, you know, can spray my counters down and wipe them all down. I can spray the inside of my washing machine out from time to time and just, um, you know, wipe that out, clean, like wipe my toilet seats and that type of thing off. So it's a great sort of all purpose. Uh, I use mine a lot, however, in my bathroom. And I actually use mine um, on my kitchen countertops um, and my kitchen countertops are granite and, and I haven't found it to um, be a problem, but again, not marble. Don't use it on marble. Um, if you're a person who does yoga or some kind of exercise, good for you. If you want to make sure that your yoga mat or your exercise mat is clean, you can make up a spray for that. Again, you just want to make sure you have a glass spray bottle, about eight ounces. Um, three quarters of a cup of water would go in there. You'd put some witch hazel in, which I know isn't one of the ingredients that I mentioned, but it's another great, um, um, ingredient to have in your house for cleaning products or making air fresheners. And then you would just put your essential oils in. So you could do lavender, melaleuca, um, shake that all up, spray onto the yoga mat and, and wipe it down. Just I would do it on a small area first because every yoga mat is different. So depending on how porous yours is, if it has like that lacquered sort of plastic um, coating on it or whether it's just that spongy sort of more porous, you might just want to spray it on a small portion first and just make sure before you you, you know, douse down the whole mat and wipe it off. And that's the case with any essential oils, really, even when we're applying to our bodies. If we have any concerns at all, you can do like a little patch test, right? Do it on your elbow crease or somewhere that's not going to be so obvious and just see how your body reacts to it. Cause we're all, we're all different. Um, for a great air freshener, it's just a matter of mixing water if you want specifics, you know, like I said, reach out for the document. But a great air freshener is just mixing um, water and either alcohol or witch hazel or vodka. So you can do um, alcohol, witch hazel, or or vodka, whatever your choice. And then the essential oils that you want. So grapefruit would be nice with some other citrus oils. My favorite air freshener is. Um, Orange, lavender, and ylang ylang. I love that. It's just very um, girly and uplifting and a nice combination of citrus and floral. Let's see. Um, one of my favorite recipes for cleaning the house, especially for cleaning my sinks, I have white ceramic sinks and um, you know they can get kind of yucky sometimes because of them being white. They can get stained and that type of thing. So um, also my shower and also the top of my stove. I have like the, I don't know what you call them here in the States. <laughs> when you have a ceramic top stove, we call it a hob, H-O-B in England. It's a hob stove. Um, I don't know what that means or why it is, but um, that's what I have. So I don't have the metal rings for my, for my stove top. Um, 
But one of my favorite things to make to clean like that and my sinks and my tubs is an easy soft scrub. So we're all probably familiar with soft scrub, but again, the one we would buy in the store has a lot of chemicals in it. So simply combine your one cup of baking soda, a quarter of a cup of the Castile, the liquid Castile soap, and then 10 drops of lemon, 10 drops of lime. Um, You could put some wild orange in. So probably about 30 drops total. And then you just mix it until it forms like a paste and just, you know, keep it in that container. And then I just scoop out, you know, I put the rag, my rag over like my pointer finger and my middle finger and I scoop some out and rub it onto that surface that I'm trying to clean. And then I wipe it all down with a damp rag, you know, give it a good scrub and wipe it down with a damp cloth. And I mean, I have been known to let things boil over on my stove. (laughs) Quinoa, when I'm listening to Jason on a Tuesday afternoon. Um, So, you know, I can get some stuff stuck on my my stove for sure. Or when we're scooping up our dinner at night and someone spills something onto the stove. Um, it gets stuck on there because it's still hot or we weren't paying attention or we watched a movie and left it sitting too long. So this soft scrub is a great, a great way. And I want you guys to know, let me take a breath and a sip of water. So I feel like I'm just, but I want you guys to know about DIY essential oil products. Inhaling, you have 10 minutes left here. Okay. All right. Is not to be so concerned with the drops. I don't want you to waste your drops of essential oil and waste your money. But when I say 10 drops of lemon, if you get 12 or even 15 in there, it's it's not that big of a deal, right? So, um, and there are little droppers that you can buy that the ones that I buy, um, they hold a, between nine and 14 drops, depending on like the viscosity of the oil. And that's what I use to make mine because I know about how many drops I'm getting. So, before I open it up, because I do want to give you guys um, a chance to to talk again, I have tons of recipes here, you guys, for toilet cleaners and air fresheners and diffuser blends that you can use instead of your air fresheners. But um, what I wanted to share with you guys, because this is my my preference, I make the soft scrub, I make my air fresheners, but when it comes to my laundry. Um, and it comes to um, like, sometimes I just don't feel like making up the all-purpose cleaning spray. Um, I use doTERRA's On Guard um, product line. And again, it's the mix of, um, it's a mix of cinnamon and clove and eucalyptus, rosemary, orange, great antifungal, antibacterial, antimicrobial um, products. And they're all um, sustained from, you know, plants. So they're natural products. Um, I love that. So some of the things that they have in their cleaning line is a foaming hand soap. And I do have a recipe for making your own again, but if you're just not that person, um, a hand sanitizer, uh, a foaming hand soap, uh, a laundry soap. That's what I use for my laundry. It's a 32 ounce um, container. And I only have to use a quarter of that capful. It makes like 64 loads of laundry. And um, I love it. It doesn't have it, you know, the surfactants that are in it to help clean your laundry and the enzymes and the stabilizers that are in it are from natural um, products. They're not petrochemical type products that are in it. 
which, so it's, it's good for us. It's good for our clothes. I mean, our clothes, we breathe in a lot from our clothes. So when you think of laundry soap, you know, you might give someone a hug and think "Mm, that smells good, but when you're breathing that in, what, what are you also breathing in with it? So the, uh, the on guard laundry soap smells amazing. Great on stains and dirt. I use it from my daughter's gymnastics, um, Leo's, which can get pretty, pretty grungy, grungy, um, um, you can also buy the cleaner concentrate and it's a 12 fluid ounces of the concentrate and you need very, very little, you need like two tablespoons for a 24 ounce, um, glass container. And that's what I have, um, in my bathrooms upstairs, um, that I just, my kids have one in their bathroom. So, you know, they, that's what they wipe their counters and everything down with. And, um, I just, I just love the smell. Honestly, I want my house to smell nice, but I don't want it to have all the the yucky stuff. And I have all the ingredients here that's in it. And, um, you know, it's a little bit different, the mix, two tablespoons versus three tablespoons, depending on what you're going to use it for. Um, but it's, it's a great, there's tons of research on on guard and how many germs it actually kills. And, um, and I can put a link in the document to that. So um, let's open it up and see if anyone has any questions for the last few minutes that we have. Yep, you got five minutes. So if you have okay. a question, please raise your hand. Yeah. And if you can just, you know, keep it brief or reach out to me afterwards too, if you don't feel like you have time to ask your question, but so that everyone gets a chance, I appreciate that. Okay. You've got Teresa. You may unmute. Okay. I'm not getting the name of that soap. Can you spell it? It's um it's on guard. No, so no, it's O N no, Oh Castile. Castile soap. I think it's I think it's just C A S T I L E. If okay. someone knows that it's spelled differently, let me know. But it's you want to make sure you get the liquid kind. And it does come scented. There's different varieties of it that are scented, but um I buy the unscented. That way I can just put a couple tablespoons of the Castile soap and fill it up with water. Um and then um, I can scent it however I want it scented. So if in my kitchen I want grapefruit, I can do grapefruit. If in my bathroom I want peppermint, I can do peppermint. So I just like buying the unscented so that I can make my own foaming hand soap um, and have the scent that I like. Okay, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Vicki, you may unmute. Hey, Miss Vicki, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Great, thank you. Good to hear you. Oh, thanks. Good to talk to you. Listen, I, I'll make this quick, but I just wondered, uh, I, and you may have hit this earlier, but um, what, for softening clothes, you don't want to use um, dryer sheets. In fact, yeah, well, I'm, I have threatened for a while to, to disappear them. They're just going away. <laughs> uh, but what was the thing that you said for dryers? Um, I use the natural wool dryer balls. Oh, thanks. But- yeah. And you can just get like a pack of six or I'll put a link in the document and I'll send it to you, but you can just, it's like a pack of six or eight of them. I just use one. Just make sure your guide dog doesn't get to it. Cause my pet dog did, and it didn't look like a dryer ball when she was done with it. Oops. And, um, <laughs> you know, like when you pull your laundry out and it goes rolling across the floor and then you yeah. can't find it. Um, yes. but you can also put, I, I read, but I didn't write down because that's not what I use, but I know that you can also put stuff like in your washing cycle that helps with that. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll look that up and I'll put it in the document. So. Okay. Sounds great. Thank you. I'm glad you're so here. Much. Take Thanks. care of yourself. Good to, 
Yeah, good to talk to you. We'll chat later. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Thanks. Last three numbers of the num of your phone number is eight eight one. You may unmute. Hello. Reveal yourself, please. Who are you? <laughs> and if we don't get to you, please reach out to me at Blind Essentials, and I'd be happy to to give you a call or respond via email. Well, they're unmuted. It's 703 area code. You may talk. You may ask your question. Can you hear me now? Now yes, we can. Yes, we can. Mm-hmm. How are okay. you? I don't know what was going on, but I'm fine. I'm new to this talk, and I found it fascinating and very informative. Thank you. Uh, how do I get on the mailing list for your document? I'd like to know who you are. Oh, I'm Debbie from Virginia. <laughs> okay. Hi, Debbie. Um, if you email me at blindessentials, so B-L-I-N-D-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S at gmail.com. So blindessentials at gmail.com. Then I will send a document to you. Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Nice to hear from you. Thank you. Thanks for being here. And Miss Haley, I don't know if you're going to have time. Um, You've got one more question. Deborah Jackson, go ahead. Yes. Have you heard of um, Boulder um, Laundry Soap? I have not. Yes. Um, It's made in Boulder, Colorado. I did food demonstration and and I sold good on that because it's just made out of oil. I mean, oil of an orange and no chemical smell. Nice. It's all natural. Okay. It's, and it, it sounds like with there's it. some great, yeah, it sounds like there's some great alternatives out there. Um, the mm-hmm. seven generations that some people shared and the one that you're sharing. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I just talk about these ones because that's what I use, but I'm sure there's plenty out mm-hmm. there. And the main thing is, you know, maybe getting onto that EWG website and, um, you know, just being aware of what those chemicals are called and, you know, and maybe maybe downloading the app for Think Dirty and using that barcode, you know, to see what number and how it scales on the toxin levels. So thank you. All right, Ms. Haley, your time is up. All right. Thank you guys.